You are tuned in to a fireside chat with Zany Mystic. Join us now on another exciting metaphysical journey. Relax, tune in, drop out, and take a seat by the fire as we explore new realms and possibilities. This is Magenta Pixie. You can find me at magentapixie.weebly.com. But now, here is Zany Mystic and guest. Enjoy the show. Greetings, and welcome to a fireside chat with a Zany Mystic. I'm your host, Lance White. Tonight, my guest is an old friend, Timothy Glenn. Timothy is an author, astrologer, numerologist, and spiritual reader. He came into this life without the veils pulled all the way down. Like many of us, he never fit into the real world. Early years include music, voice, and exposure to astrology. Theatrical training and performance uh, prepared him for a brief stint as a minister. He has done past life regression, sound healing, astrology, and now does multidimensional soul purpose readings. You can find out more on his website at www.soulpurposereadings.com. So let's welcome Timothy back to the show now. Hi, Timothy. How are you? I'm rather detached and amused. Ah, well, that sounds like a good place to be. Especially uh, in the any reason in particular? <laughs> well, uh, rather than get mixed up in all of the wild stuff going on out there, as we go through this incredible planetary shift. Right. Absolutely. And uh, everybody seems to be experiencing that in a different way. Right. And, but, you know, one thing that's uh, getting to be universal now is if you ask people, especially like in our age group, do you feel like this is the same world you grew up in? Mm. I've never had anybody say yes. <laughs> no. No, I haven't <laughs> either. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, it's all continuing to unfold, and we are approaching this time of uh, just astonishing shift. And with the structures of the external world, you know, the uh, financial systems, the governments, the organized religions, and so forth, they are going to be experiencing Pluto in Capricorn on steroids. Mm. Well, I would say it's about time, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, it is time. <laughs> oh, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Well, well then we won't have to admit, wait long for the fireworks. Right, yeah, because we're, we're going to have some real fireworks coming up, and uh, this is, as we know, long overdue. At least that's what it feels like to us. Mm-hmm. Right, because we're going by human uh, time frames, and, and of course, uh, everything has its own time, and some things have no time, so uh, relatively speaking, we're, we see things as not happening fast enough or happening too fast. Yeah. And as Proterian says, that from a galactic perspective, all of human history on planet Earth doesn't even register as a blip on a radar screen. Wow. Wow. And people take things so seriously. <laughs> yeah. Running around with the digital watches and whatever else they have, you know, it's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, what would happen if all those things stopped? You know, all the electronics. That would be a. A kind of a pickle, wouldn't it? Well, it would be an interesting shift. People might actually do things like start talking to other humans. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would just about take that, too, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, something that drastic, because so many people are 
living out what is actually the zombie apocalypse, and that's all these people walking around with their faces stuck in these little plasma screens. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Well, that's probably one of the reasons why uh, zombie movies are so popular now, like The Walking Dead. It's uh, gone on for eight seasons <laughs> of oh zombie goodness. horrors, and, uh, you know, it's really a parody of uh, ourselves. Yeah, and the way it's going right now is it's going to take something that's pretty drastic to pull people into some semblance of wakefulness. Mm-hmm. It's really amusing that there are these people out here calling themselves woke. <laughs> 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 and if you listen to them, it's like, they're snoring. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, yeah, and also a lot of the New Age stuff, you know, talks about this and that. It all sounds good. But, you know, are they really fully conscious and in the moment? And uh, if they are conscious, then what level of consciousness is it? Yeah, our good buddies, the Archons. Oh, oh don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, let's get started. All right, you go first. <laughs> okay. The Ar- For those who are not familiar with it, back in the old Gnostic writings, um, there were these beings referred to as the Archons. And they are considered the the rulers of what we call the Matrix, mm-hmm. and what uh, they called in the Gnostic writings the false light universe. Mm-hmm. Because this uh, demiurge, this uh, uh, actually this big um, AI in the sky, um, mm-hmm. you know, artificial intelligence. Or let's let's uh, use the George Kavaslis term. It's the technical intelligence. Mm-hmm. Right, right. The big technical intelligence uh, has created this false light universe or this hologram that that we are perceiving, and we're so we're not really perceiving the universe as it really is because there's this synthetic overlay, and within this hologram or universal matrix, cosmic matrix, uh, there is uh, what the Gnostics had called the counterfeit spirit. And the counterfeit spirit uh, has, a, has a task, according to the Gnostic writings, and that is to harden the hearts of men. Mm-hmm. It's done a pretty good job. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <clears throat> yeah, but so many people think of this as just being you know, negative and nasty and mean and so forth, but it plays both sides, because it's a big game of divide and conquer in many ways. Uh, because a lot of these beings who are playing within this uh, matrix uh, also feed off our positive energies. They will pose as these beautiful beings of light, as angels or archangels or whatever else, and then or gods and goddesses and so forth. And humans give them love and adoration, and those beings feed off that as much as they fear off the fear and the pain. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well. Um... All of our energy is uh, is collected, and whether it's uh, negative or positive, and it seems that the these uh, entities prefer the negative energy, which is one of the reasons why uh, so many uh, interconnected outlets are pushing fear, false evidence appearing real, and getting us to be afraid because you can't be in a state of uh, balance or uh, oneness if you're in fear. Yeah, now, uh, in the New Testament, there's a very simple three-word sentence, and that's, God is love. So taking the word God and just saying that, okay, that's the infinite field. 
the infinite energy field, okay, the field of infinite possibilities, God, spirit, creator, source, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so in other words, the field in its unified infinite wholeness, that's what love is. Mm-hmm. All right, now, mm-hmm. what would be something created as the opposite of that? Is with everything all totally divided up. Mm, right. So the energy that drives that is what we call fear. Right, and that's why it's divine and conquer. That's the game. Yeah, and duality uh, plays a big role in that because it's an artificial creation uh, to divide into uh, twos, but really it takes three forces to uh, for anything to be created. And so uh, we're, we're mired in either-or thinking, like, is this good or is it bad? And, uh, you know, we've fallen into that trap where our minds are actually capable of thinking multidimensionally. Yeah, and yeah, you just use those judgment terms, good and bad. That's what people automatically think. Automatic knee-jerk reactions. Well, is that good? Mm-hmm. Is that bad? Yeah. You know, I can say something like, "Well, you know, the U.S. is coming up closer to its Pluto return," and they'll immediately say, "Is that bad?" <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, but, but, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask you about the astro- astrology right now. Um, if there's anything. Uh, that stands out in your mind that we might want to be aware of? Well, in case uh, people have been living under a rock lately, we're just coming to the end of the Mercury retrograde, which happens like four times a year anyway. But this one's been a real doozy, because it's happening in the middle of a uh, Jupiter retrograde. Mm. Of course, Saturn and Pluto are both retrograde. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, But... Uh, the the big stuff is like, okay, the wonky, crazy stuff that happens during a Mercury retrograde in the midst of the slog of a Jupiter retrograde. Now, Jupiter uh, will be going direct on the 11th of August, so mm-hmm. that's pretty soon, and on the 1st, Mercury will go direct. So mm. that's going to give us a bit of a, of a relief. But we take all of this into the, the context of the big stuff, and... Uh, like the series of, of articles I've got going called Global Metamorphosis, is based on Pluto's journey through Capricorn. Ah. And, uh, of course, that's uh, going through Capricorn in the tropical zodiac, because we actually have two zodiacs. Here in the West, we use the tropical zodiac, which is based on the relationship of the Earth and the Sun. And it's like, you know, we do a little reset uh, once a year. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the other one, the sidereal zodiac, just follows the constellations. So it's two different levels or layers or harmonics of the, you know, of the field here. So they're both perfectly valid systems. But the interesting thing mm-hmm. we've got going now is as we're coming toward the end of Pluto's journey through the tropical sign of Capricorn, it will, before too long, do a nice triple transit over the cusp of Capricorn in the sidereal zodiac. Hmm. And that's going to happen in this year known as 2020. Ah. <laughs> oh, boy, it's great for all this stuff happening then. <laughs> wow. Well, what, uh, what are the uh, potential impacts of that uh, lineup? Well, taking it into the context of what we've got going on in the sky, we're going to have Saturn conjunct Pluto. Yeah. Uh, going exact in January. It'll be January 12th of 2020. Huh. And, and Jupiter's coming in uh, in, in December. 
So Capricorn's, it's like all eyes on Capricorn. And then uh, Pluto will go into Capricorn in the sidereal zodiac in February of 2020. So very soon after that happens. So we've got, you know, like five months with it being in there before it retrogrades back uh, into Sagittarius in that. But we'll have those months to give us a little preview of what we can expect for like two and a quarter years after it finishes triple transit because we're going to have Pluto in Capricorn in both zodiacs simultaneously Hmm. from the end of 2020 till uh, toward the end of April of 2023. Wow. Yeah, so it's like the the basic gist of this is the collapse of existing structures in this world will be breathtaking. Wow. (laughs) It's like the old guard is being systematically systematically dismantled now uh-huh. but just wait huh. you know, it's crumbling now but then that we're going to see uh, the collapses of just just the elimination of old systems wow well of course that's what many of us have been waiting for or, or you know at least trying to uh bring on and uh or expecting or or not thinking about it at all <laughs> or praying for it yeah right <laughs> Right, and you know, it's so kind of like a, a, we've reached the point where we'll believe it if we see it, because <laughs> they just keep pumping money into the, you know, the uh, negative forces, and we don't have too much of a clue as to what they're up to with, you know, all the underground bases and this and that and the other thing. So, well, th- there has been a war in that realm that's been raging for decades. Here. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's just one recent battle in a war that's been going on for thousands of years. Right, right. And that's, that's with the humans and the, um, the Galactic Human Federation uh, fighting for um, the humans to be liberated here mm-hmm. from those influences that we call the Archons mm-hmm. and uh, all of their friends here, their, their minions, their sock puppets, like the mm-hmm. Draco Reptilians and so forth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's so the yeah, they're, they're our buddies, yeah. Yeah. But these are the ones who are uh, infiltrating and manipulating um, those in the human races, which, which, you know, are actually hybrid bloodlines mm-hmm. created by those so-called gods, and just a bunch of meddling ETs. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but they're the gods. I mean, even Buddha said, hey, get this straight, they're not the highest. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I love Buddha. He's got such a good sense of humor. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, so so these these gods, you know, and so forth, and their minions down here on, on the earth in the midst of humanity, these are the ones who are what we currently call politically the globalists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are working to establish that one world government. Yep. They want the one world corporation that owns the one world bank that issues the one world currency that owns the world. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, and the other, all of the all of the worlds as one world. Yeah, that's well, what they, there were been... cartoons about that with Roadrunner in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they've been uh, uh, ruling the roost for a long time here. Well, yes, yeah. the Doesn't tide. They... Go the tide back. has turned. It has turned. 
I mean, that, that goes back to all the ancient uh, leaders and of the civilizations, right? The Sumerians, the Egyptians, uh, you know, whatever you, whatever you can pull out of your hat. <laughs> uh, pretty much, they've always been the ones behind the scenes pulling the strings. Yeah, and as Protarian says, if you can see them and hear them in your dimension, they are grunt level. Exactly. Well, that's why it's so surprising that the masses of humanity get so excited about what the president's up to, as if he's really important. Well, you know, there's this mass delusion in this country that, that we actually elect presidents from the grassroots <laughs> level. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, man, that's a funny one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, sure, yeah. <laughs> and if you believe right. that, I've got a bridge to sell you. Right. It's like, uh, well, as George Carlin said, they call it the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe it. <laughs> oh, God, he was so funny. Was, yeah, before they assassinated him. Right, and you're not kidding either. No, I'm not. All the good ones get taken out. Yeah, and, and if one of the presidents gets too out, uh, far out of line, they, they kill him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, look how many have uh, gone by the wayside already. And... Uh, well, like go back around. So, like one who doesn't get any publicity is William McKinley. Ah, who's he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now you go back around 1900, back around the turn of the century. There, William McKinley had this country set up so that it ran completely on tariffs. There was no national tax, no federal tax of any kind. Huh. Wow. Do you think? Do you think the banksters liked it? I kind of doubt it. <laughs> oh, so they had him shot and killed. Aha. Uh -huh. uh -huh. A lot. Yeah, and about six decades later, there was another guy who got out of hand. Let me think now. Does yeah. it start with a K? Uh, maybe, yeah. Huh. <laughs> like like JFK, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And you see. Yeah. Now, now Reagan, um, in order, you know, they did shoot him. Mm -hmm. But he did survive. They they drove him around the on an ambulance for a couple hours, talking to him. <laughs> I mean, it's like the president gets shot, put him in an ambulance. Oh, we'll just drive around town for a couple hours. Yeah, it's like yeah, so. In other words, the the Reagan administration from right there at the beginning, after he was shot, that was essentially a George H. W. Bush administration. Oh boy. Yeah, with, with Ron, who ended up with Alzheimer's anyway. And it's like Nancy ran things at the White House, and, and but Reagan was a professional actor for decades. You know, they gave him a script, and he went out and he did his act. Well, he was pretty good at it. Yeah, and uh, but that was interesting because we did have two consecutive presidents here who not only were not criminals, they weren't even corrupt, and that was Carter and Reagan. Aha! Uh -huh. But they still signed all the bogus legislation and so forth. Right. Right. I mean, some of the dreadful legislation that was signed then was, ooh. but uh, but after that, it's been like one after another, just deep state minions. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you know, uh, if you wanted, we could spend probably several hours talking about uh, George Bush Sr. and all of the uh, skullduggery he's been up to, and yeah, his fact, whole family. Yeah, but George H.W. Bush has gotten my award for the most criminal president in our lifetime. Oh, yeah. Oh, hands down. <laughs> yeah, and that says a lot because, you know, we were both alive when uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson was around. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like he a clear second, distant second, but clear second. is <laughs> Right. 
Right. I mean, do you want to elucidate any more on that uh, on the Bush situation? The Bush situation. Well, fortunately, um, uh, <clears throat> they have an enemy in the White House now. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. Just one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, the Bush situation now is their their power is broken, and uh, you know they're still around. They they still have uh, their influence. It's like overall the people they work for. I mean, go on up through the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, and the the Black Pope, and you know, mm-hmm. on into the reptilians and the archons. You know, right, right. Uh, and my interdimensionals. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And my current assessment is their death grip on the planet has been broken. Hmm. They still have grips here and there. They can still be a pain in the ass. You know, yeah. still where they are. However, they lost the big grip that they had for so long. Well, it, it does seem that there are not as many uh, contrived terrorist incidents that are around, going on around the world, which are all pretty much uh, scripted and carried out for our benefit. For our benefit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scare the living shit out of us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that word "benefit" in quotation. Yeah, right, right, of course. <laughs> Just in case somebody listening didn't realize you were being right, sarcastic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, and that is because the Galactic Human Federation, uh, working through um, humans that we would politically call nationalists. Mm-hmm. Have gotten the upper hand in the battle mm-hmm. after thousands of years, you know. Mm. Well, so then, <clears throat> the coming years to, from 2020 to 2023, if uh, if what you're saying is true about the astrology, we should see a some revelations uh, and some major uh, deconstruction going on with all of the architecture that they've laid out, including 5G, to uh, pretty much ensnare and enslave most of the human beings, if not all of them. Yeah. Now, also, another thing, uh, the, the scuttlebutt in certain uh, sectors of the research community is that an example of the change being made there is the change in the chemtrails. Ah. You know, yes. I, uh, what, what's been going on with those? Okay, this is where the Galactic Human Federation and their human cohorts here yes. have gotten the upper hand, finally. Hmm. You know, yeah, and, you know, like a couple weeks ago, I was uh, walking from the office down to the Buddhist Center to join the Wu Jigong group and uh, do the the weekly group practice, which is really cool. And I was looking up at the sky, and I thought, God, it's been years since I saw that beautiful azure sky like that. Mm -hmm. I was was stunned. I was like, whoa. Mm, Nice. (laughs) I haven't seen seen that sky for years. And, uh, and, And so I started... Talking with other people, of course, they're usually oblivious. You know, people don't even realize that there have been chemtrails. <laughs> oh, golly. Well, talk yeah. about the walking zombies. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Hey, yeah, give me a break. Yeah, please. Yeah. So, uh, and I started notice that, noticing that we would get natural-looking clouds. And then after a few days, we, got, we did get chemtrails, but the chemtrails looked different. Uh-huh. So the scuttlebutt is that there are some places, like, you know, online, people are saying that in certain areas, they haven't seen chemtrails in, for weeks. Mm-hmm. And in some places like here, where they were chemtrailing, they're spraying chemicals that neutralize the damage that had been done by the old chemtrails. 
Ah, interesting. Well, that seems like a big waste of time on both sides. <laughs> I mean, just think of all those people saved all that money instead of uh, spreading the chemtrails and then neutralizing them. Both sides could just relax and uh, throw a big party. Well, that's right. The Democrats and Republicans could stop fighting and become one party or something, right? Yeah, yeah sure. Uh-huh. Well, of course, that would that people would see that as totalitarianism. <laughs> yeah, they don't realize that up at the top it is the one party. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah but, but nobody's having fun. Yeah, it's a it's a one party duopoly. <laughs> right, right. It is. It is. It is a you know. It is that indeed. Yeah. Like, you know, for so many years I've told people, you know, both of these major parties are owned and operated by the same financial interests up at the top of that, up at the top of that infamous, yep. infamous pyramid scheme. Yep. Yep. It's playing a game of divide and conquer. Because up at the top, you know, what you get up there like the levels of the Rockefellers and the Bushes and, and whoever, they don't give a damn about Democrat or Republican. They don't give a damn about American. They are globalists and they're working for the reptilians and the archons, etc. Exactly, exactly. And uh, so that's why there's so much secrecy surrounding uh, just about everything, uh, because we're kept in a vacuum and not given any information that they don't want us to have. Even leaks and revelations come out, those are all scripted and planned as according to a time frame that they establish, and so pretty much it's a... Uh, it's like a uh, literal uh, drama that's being played out. Yeah, and in the intelligence communities, they call those limited hangouts. Huh. <laughs> yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll hang out some of the stuff there. So oh, yeah, right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And then that satisfies us, and mm-hmm. then they keep the important stuff hidden. Right. And if they have to have, to have somebody be a scapegoat or the fall guy, then they do that. Right. Now, another thing that they do is they will... Uh, throw things out there to divert us, uh, kind of like a magician does, where you can't tell what he's doing with one hand because you're looking somewhere else. Of course. And I was wondering about this uh, huge flap about uh, people marching on Area 51. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you heard about that. <laughs> what do you think about that situation? <laughs> oh, that this is theater of the absurd. <laughs> Now let's let's use this as a, a textbook example of misdirected energy. Uh, okay. Okay. First of all, even if it it was pulled okay. off and they could succeed, you think anything good and juicy would still be in Area 51 when those people arrived? Of course not. No, this would be like what happened with Senator Barry Goldwater mm. when he uh, worked so hard and so diligently. To gain access to, oh, I forgot the hangar number. It was Hangar 18 and mm-hmm. uh, Wright Patterson Air Force Base. I think it was Hangar 18. Anyway, this hangar where they had all the juicy stuff, you know. Well, he, he finally got clearance and he, he was going to show up the next morning. And when he showed up, Hangar 18 was gone. Mm. Everything was cut off, all the wiring and the plumbing and everything oh, yeah. was cut off, cut off to the ground. Nothing was there for him to see. You don't think they would do that at Area 51 down at Nellis Air Force Base, that area? Oh, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, so Standard stupid, operating procedure. Right. It's a stupid idea. And if people would, um, the idealism of, is fine. Yeah, we want disclosure. We want the truth. But the idea of doing that is just, <laughs> it's a, a case of unthink. Well, the other thing is, it could be 
that that is bringing attention to an area that really needs to be looked at. Yeah, so it, it, it helps in that area. Yeah, exactly. So people at least are, it's raising the awareness of the, the fact that there are such places on this planet that are so off limits that you'd be shot uh, if, you were, if you crossed a certain line or arrested and flown off to some kind of uh, prison in another country and never heard from again. Oh, how many people has that happened to? Oh, God. Yeah, Hundreds of thousands? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. Nutty, nutty, nutty. Well, uh, Protarians do have quite a bit to say about that, don't they? How funny are we are. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, for them, we are intergalactic comedy central here. <laughs> yeah, well, it ain't so funny when you're down here in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's that's why so many of us uh, have determined that we are actually going to use the opportunity of this huge shift to transcend not just the Earth matrix but the cosmic matrix of what of which the Earth matrix is just a tiny drop in an ocean. Right, right. And look at all the grains of sand on the ocean. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> Each one of those could be a parallel universe. Well, uh, this is infinity. Mm -hmm. So there are infinite parallels of everything. And and since it is infinity, it means everything exists. Right, whether we like it or not. (laughs) Yeah, well, okay. Well, in other words, if things don't resonate with us, we just turn our focus somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, that is what so many of us have intended to do with this lifetime. Right. And I, I run into that so often with doing readings because, you know, it's the sole purpose readings. And most people come to me are among those who have truly decided they're done playing these games. They want to transcend the Earth Matrix and the Cosmic Matrix, of which the Earth Matrix is a tiny part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And, of and course, then the system is going to play mm-hmm. a game of distraction. And there's recycling in the cosmos as well. Not only do we recycle, but, you know, we get recycled. Well, that's, that's part of this uh, desire to go beyond, like with the Gnostic writings and, uh, and, and a lot of the teachings that came out, like, you know, for the first half millennium or so B.C., mm-hmm. because, it, you know, that's when uh, Pythagoras and Buddha and all these cool people. Oh, yeah. And the focus was, you know, forget these gods, they're idiots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the teachings were really focused on transcending, uh, of liberating ourselves from like the the cycle of reincarnation, like the the wheel of karma and reincarnation. Okay, it's a trap. Plato too was there in that time period, and he was the one who said that the cosmos is a trap for the soul. Mm, wow, he was a wise one, wasn't he? Yeah, he understood. Yeah, a lot of people had insight at that time, and. Uh, especially if you get into like the Sumerian writings and so forth, you, you see clearly that uh, this whole scam was created to keep souls trapped or enslaved here. Mm-hmm. They wanted humans to be a slave race, and in order to keep the souls trapped, they had to keep them trapped in embodiments. Mm-hmm. And since they had to drastically reduce the lifespan so that we didn't wise up too much and tell them to piss off, well, then they developed this 
wheel, this karmic wheel. Mm-hmm. Keep us on there, you know, karma and reincarnation to keep recycling us, and and they are really good. See, like even with these idiots out here, one thing that you got to give them credit for is they do understand human psychology. Uh, they no know kidding. How to man- they know how to manipulate and mislead people left and right and up and down and every other which way. Mm-hmm. And well, so George, one of the big yeah, okay, one of the big ones we have talked about before is the life review. Oh, yeah, go on about that. <laughs> when you die, what, what do most people say you're supposed to do? Oh, you review your life. Yeah, but first you go to the light, right? Oh, you go to the light, right, yeah. The bright you go to the light, light. Marianne. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, don't go to the light. Don't go to the light. Don't uh, go to the light. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, tell us about that light. What is it? The light is actually a tractor beam pulling you into the moon. Yes. The moon matrix. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, your old buddy, you got it. Yeah, your old buddy uh, Gurdjieff. Yes, absolutely. It's a soul sucker. Yeah. Well, it's evolving. It needs something. It needs food. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might as well eat human souls. Why not? Okay, see, you just hit on another one. See, the the cosmic matrix and everything in it, it's all a parasitic system mm-hmm. where everything has to feed off something else. Mm-hmm, right. And it, it even has this predator-prey relationship, which is things killing each other. You know, it's like, God, you know, this part of God has to kill and eat that part of God in order to survive. Right, right. What a stupid idea. Right, who thought of that? <laughs> right, see, that's that's one of the easiest signs to know that you're not living in the natural universe. Mm-hmm. See, like the, the um, Gnostics had referred to the false light universe, well, what about the true light universe? Yeah, what about See, in that it? one, Right, in that one, you don't have to feed off other beings and so forth. You know, it's not a parasitic system. So, you know, if, if you're in a system that has parasite host and predator-prey, etc., you're trapped in a matrix. Yep. yep. Because then it's fear-based because, you know, you've got other beings trying to suck your energy out of you and eat you and it might might actually be kill you and eat eat the flesh or whatever. Right, right. See now that needs to shift here too, because how on earth are you gonna have peace on earth when clear down at the microbial level you've got beings killing and eating other beings. Exactly. Which means all the beings out here are living in fear. Uh, right, right. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, that's not a that's no way to live. No, no we're done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just a matter of realizing it. And you know, the, some of the biggest distractions are the technological ones that they keep throwing at us. It's kind of like a dripping faucet. They drip tiny, minuscule amounts of the technology that they have, which is hundreds of years more advanced than anything uh, you know we can we've conceived of yet, and. Uh, you know, we get we suck it on up. You know, there are so many iPhones being sold that uh, I guess uh, people in other countries were trying to commit suicide uh, in the factories where they make them, and and so the corporations figured out what how to stop that. They just put up huge uh, uh, awnings to catch the people that jumped off the top of the buildings. Yeah, that's a corporation called Apple with their. Yes, over there in China, they put up the suicide nets. That's right. Aren't they kind and considerate? 
Yeah, we don't want you to hurt yourself. <laughs> Get back to work. Yeah, right. Okay, you've had your fun. Now your break's over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing is so many people don't realize is, is when they're buying all this stuff from China, so much of it is slave-made. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, how do you compete economically with a, a country that has slave labor and a huge pool of people from which to draw the slaves? Yeah, exactly. And the best way to keep a slave is to make sure that they don't realize that they're slaves. Oh, yeah. The Germans had that down pat. Yeah, well, actually, the Archons have that down pat. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there like, you go. <laughs> like here, here in the U.S., they talk about, you know, the leaders of the free world. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Another delusion. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Indeed. Yeah, so that... But this is all ready to go through the the exciting part of the shift now, mm. because uh, 2023 that's just kind of like the beginning, you know. Um, mm. It sounds like it could be. It sounds like both a beginning and an end. Well, it, well, every ending is a new beginning. <laughs> right, right. That, it'll be interesting if I if I'm around at that time, and I hope to be, uh, to see what happens. I mean, I've been. I'm kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop for quite a few decades now, and uh, it hasn't quite happened yet, according to my time frame. But, right. uh, and, you and, know. Yeah, so the the idea here is have a lifetime where you don't have to do this dumb thing of croaking. <laughs> right. But, yeah, <laughs> we understand the, the body is really just a free-flowing energy field. Mm -hmm. It's all illusion. We are programmed to perceive things a certain way. It's illusion, like virtually everything out here is illusion. Right. It's all right. illusion. Yeah. It's all a matter of perception. So we take our perception back. The thing is, we've allowed our consciousness to be hijacked by the matrix. Mm -hmm. So we're simply liberating ourselves and transcending it, which means that we are not out there fighting it. Mm -hmm. And you see all these people, yeah, they talk all the new agey stuff, and they're out here fighting Democrat versus Republicrat, and they're hating each other and fighting and unfriending each other. and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Right. Okay. Yeah, and that's just a waste of time. I mean, yeah. you know. Well, that's the whole idea. Yeah, but we're all busy, you know, in our little uh, playpens, and while the big boys are, you know, doing other things that are far more interesting, actually. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we could be doing other things more interesting, but, you know, we choose to get stuck in the drama of uh, duality. Yeah, us versus them. Oh, yeah, it's a horrible game, because there are no winners there. Well, that's the whole idea. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> We're all a planet of losers. <laughs> I could just do the Portarian saying that now. Yep, oh, Earth yeah. is a planet of losers. <laughs> we'll help them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The winner of the intergalactic The Biggest Loser contest. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, so it's, uh, it, it's actually a very cool process, I, and I'm pretty jazzed about what's happening right now. Because, you know, it, even though 
the uh, of course the corporate propaganda machine is going to be out there trying to mislead everybody at every turn. But mm, right. uh, for those of us who understand that's all propaganda. It's like like the book 1984, if you recall that, there was the Ministry of Truth. Oh, right. <laughs> right, it's like Orwellian doublespeak. Yeah, right. So there's this stuff that people out here call the news, and it's just, God, are they being misled or what? Oh, my God. Hello, people. Mm. But uh, those of us who uh, keep our finger on the pulse of what goes on behind those scenes, uh, we're pretty jazzed because we can see this really is the shift that helps us get a little wiggle room here. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of way, uh, that, I think that's the way that Laura Eisenhower worded it recently, that what's going on currently with the uh, nationalists versus the globalists and the nationalists getting the upper hand is giving us time, giving us a little window of opportunity where we can really do what we came here to do spiritually, and that and that opens the, the gateway for us to really transcend. So as we go through the shift, yeah, you know, things are going to get really cool on the physical down-to-earth level, mm-hmm. and, and this is where there's this gigantic caveat that this guy Lance White has talked about for many years, <laughs> okay? He talks about a bigger sandbox ah. with cooler toys, right? Oh, you're right, right. Okay. Now, you can support the nationalists and the things that they're doing because, yeah, would you rather have that or the old Luciferians? Oh, I think that's pretty clear, the, you know, the uh, first one you mentioned. (laughs) Right, yeah. So you support the Galactic Human Federation and the nationalists here for now. Right, Uh, right. Because they are actually helping us now. But they will lead us into the bigger sandbox if we just give our power away to them. Because hmm. that's actually where that's headed. Hmm. You know, the Protarian uh, channelings have gone public again. Uh, tell me about that. Okay, well, yeah, they're starting that up again. It, it, uh, in fact, we've got one tomorrow afternoon here in Reno. And, uh, uh, yeah, so we've, we've done two sessions so far. And, yeah, they are putting out that gigantic caveat and talking about, you know, the the bigger sandbox. Mm -hmm. Because that's to lead us into this magnificent golden age. And, yeah, compared to the pit that we've been living in, it doesn't take much to, you know, make (laughs) us think this is a golden age. Right. So, yeah, we get a golden age. Yeah, it's great. And we can be there for a couple thousand years, and then we don't notice that, you know, we kind of drifted into a silver age. But we're there for a couple thousand years, and it's beautiful. Uh It's still very cool. And then we don't realize we drifted into a bronze age. And by that time, the archons that are running that whole system have you trapped again. (laughs) Right. And then you go into a nice long iron age, and and you're (laughs) right back here again, going, WTF. (laughs) Boy, that is a big game, isn't it? It is a big game, and so that's what the Protarians are really emphasizing. And the main thing that they're hammering on people is like, (laughs) first session especially, people were like plastered up against the wall because it was like, this is an exercise in tough love. It's like slap up alongside the head, wake up, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. stop fighting each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, as long as there are wars going on and people killing each other for whatever reason, then we're not done yet. Well, obviously, and even just these endless arguments and debates uh, in the political scene. Oh, jeez. I want to fall asleep just thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, it's like, yeah, I guess get they're doing yourself. their job. Yeah, it's like people get over yourselves there. You know, <laughs> and the thing is, you don't have to like the people who are are uh, working to help the nationalists and, and the Galactic Human Federation, but uh, at least stop judging and condemning them because you disagree about some silly little Earth policies that will be absolutely meaningless in a few years. Oh, right, right, absolutely, yeah. Because we're going through the the entire planetary shift, this transition that's been prophesied for so long. And instead of following these people into the bigger sandbox, we have this golden opportunity here to see through the cracks mm-hmm. as that old system falls apart and we get a glimpse of, oh, the true light universe. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then we can simply step into our infinite creatorship and we can choose whatever reality we wish to experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And infinity is kind of big, so we got a lot of choices. Oh, absolutely. Right, and that, that uh, gets down to being able to see, uh, you know, the cycles of repetition and, you know, what's really going on. <laughs> yeah, and cycles, yes. How about transcending the cycles? Mm, there you go, there you go. Because yeah. it does seem like they just keep going on forever. Well, that's the design. <laughs> you know, it's like the cosmic matrix is a perpetual motion machine. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's an energy generator, and we've been the source of the energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're the batteries. Ah, oh, yeah. Enough of that stuff, huh? Yeah. Let's disconnect <laughs> that yeah. and and do something that would be a lot more fun. Yeah. But oh, we kind of got off uh, track because we started talking about the the life review thing. Right. 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 Because, you know, we got to the light. And oh, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. <laughs> the tractor being pulling you into the moon, uh, where, yeah, they can mock up any kind of being you've ever known, you know, your favorite puppy dog's there to greet you, and, and whoever you loved in, in life that had passed on. You know, doesn't have to be that soul. They've just got you convinced that that's the person you're interacting with. Right. And eventually, you know, they have a nice party to welcome you home, and everything's wonderful, and and you get a break, which is nice. It's like, oh, it's so wonderful. And eventually, they convince you that, oh, you know, it would be good to sit down and review the life you had there. (laughs) Good Uh, luck. No. (laughs) Because that is a trap. It's going to get you to agree that you need to go back. Yep. They're going to convince you you have karma you need to work off. They're going to convince you you have lessons you haven't mastered. Right. And so they're going to convince you to go back, which means you chose it. Mm -hmm. They do not have the power to force you back in. They just have the ability to seduce you into choosing to go back in. Exactly. And that uh, technology is very advanced. Well, way beyond uh, pullers and levies, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Levers or whatever. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, crazy. And, uh, you know, uh, people who've done a lot of research in past life regression and between life regression and so forth Mm -hmm. and various forms of hypnotic regression uh, will ask people, um, and even in the state of being between lives, do you want to go back to the earth? And like the people who have the NDEs, you know, the near-death experiences, mm-hmm. the vast majority of these people don't want to come back. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> what happens? I'm back. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens because they, they go through this process. 
They get sucked into this, and and they go after the bright shiny objects. Mm-hmm. Right. They go to that, they go to that bright light, and uh, you know there is in that situation a very subtle soft light. And if you just sit there and and say, okay, well, where's that coming from? Well, you'll find out it's coming from inside you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, the voice of your spirit versus the voice of the ego or the voice of addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, the voice of addiction is really loud. Oh, yeah, it's a screamer. <laughs> yeah, and it says, hey, I think it's okay for you to do that. And listen to me, I'm your spirit. This is the voice of your spirit. Honest, it is, yeah. I'm your spirit, and it's okay. Eat that extra piece of cake. It's okay. Forget the GMO sugar. It's okay. You're strong. You can handle it. This is the voice of your spirit. Honest, it really is. Right. <laughs> Whereas the voice of your spirit is so soft and so gentle, and you find it in your core. And that's one of the reasons why people have trouble finding it, because there's so much noise and distraction all the time. Yeah, <laughs> including inside the monkey mind. Mm, right, right. We don't have to go anywhere for the distraction. <laughs> it's like most people stop, and, and you know, when people say, you know, they, oh, I can't meditate, you know, they can't quiet the mind. Mm-hmm, yep. They get distracted by all the bright, shiny, loud noises and things and crazy stuff inside their heads. Right, and people do reach a point where they literally can't function if they don't have something, you know, blaring in their ears. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they go literally go insane from, you know, not being able to have that. Yeah. Uh, in the book The Prophet, uh, Khalil Gibran had a uh, section where he was talking about people, you know, seek others uh, to distract them. Mm-hmm. From, because from the silence of aloneness, because the silence of aloneness reveals to them their naked selves, and they would rather escape. Mm-hmm. But again, what do we fear? Do we fear that we're actually nothing but pathetic little snotlings from 3D planet Earth, or do we fear that we are actually the infinite creator itself? Mm. Well, a lot of people are scared of that, too. Well, that's the thing. You know, we have a greater fear of success than we have fear yeah, of failure. Absolutely. That's all been programmed into us. So this is why this is where it's like, hey, kudos to those archons, man. They're good designers. Mm-hmm. They're clever. Mm. <laughs> but uh, you know, Bugs Bunny usually has the last laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way it's been in the Matrix. <laughs> Speaking of Bugs Bunny, that's like, okay, television, hey, guess what? It has an off button. Mm. Yeah, right? right. You don't have to, it's like, turn the damn thing off. Right? It's called power. <laughs> right, stepping into our power, our infinite yep. creative power. That's the opportunity that's opening up in front of us right now. And the old system's power grid is being dismantled. It's being replaced by another one. And the big caveat is... In the midst of the shift, you've got the ability and the opportunity to transcend all of the matrix. And if you keep following the the people who are looking so much more advanced, like, say, the these Pleiadians coming in and helping out, which is great. Yeah, thank you. Okay, it, it's helping us and giving us that extra wiggle room. And uh, that's wonderful, but they're going to lead you into the bigger sandbox. Yep, yep. And, of course, the New Ages have been uh, pretty much uh, diverted as well. And 
there's a big push to uh, go to 5D. And, but that's just a couple of notches above 3D. So <clears throat> you're just moving from one sandbox into another one. Exactly. And that's and, why pro- yeah. the Protarians have said that they see us, just a- as the humans that we are, as 12-dimensional beings. Mm-hmm. And, and they've even called us creator gods, 12-dimensional creator gods. And it's amusing to them that here we are thinking that we're stuck totally in 3D, and we're trying to fight our way through the muck and mire of 4D so we can jump into 5D and say, safe. <laughs> right. And, right. And so their question is, why don't you simply integrate all 12 dimensions that you already are and use that as a starting point? Because outside of that, you've got infinity. Yeah, and within you, you, you have infinity. Right, right. <clears throat> and um, we talked about this a couple of times. That, uh, <clears throat> Excuse me about uh, Barbara Hand Cloud's book of the Alchemy of Nine Dimensions, mm-hmm. you know, that we're, we're capable of, of uh, you know, cohabitating nine dimensions simultaneously. We're built to do that. So um, that kind of tells you that we're outside of those nine dimensions. Yes, we are. But as long as we can be seduced into believing we are stuck within the nine, we'll stay within the nine. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the first podcast we ever did together, we talked about that book. <laughs> Our uh, first time. And I, I took a little flack for what I said, because um, I said the only difference is, uh, in fact, I was recommending the book, mm-hmm. you know, because I was talking about, you know, Protarian says that the, the cosmic matrix is nine-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Right. Nine dimensions. And, and so I just recommended that book because she, and I said she very succinctly shows you that this is nine-dimensional. The only difference is that she's perceiving it as the natural universe, and you and I are looking at it as the matrix. Right, right, exactly. Right, and, and there were people who thought I was, like, insulting Barbara Ann Clow and so forth. I was recommending her book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would never think dream of doing that. She's such a wonderful person. And, you know, uh, and that it, the book is so helpful to... Uh, get familiar with what the matrix really looks like exactly yeah it's an extremely useful book Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but to understand that we are actually way beyond that nine-dimensional matrix right right so are you going to be uh doing that kind of uh work tomorrow uh i have no idea i'm channeling tomorrow oh that's right that's right yeah so (laughs) well um roll the dice, spin the wheel, and see what that comes up, right? Yeah. How can people find out more about that? Uh, well, you could... There's a very brief uh, uh, a bit on my website, soulpurposereadings.com. It's on the events page. And uh, uh, it's just like, okay, this is the Protarians. If uh, you've never experienced that one, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that should be a wonderful experience. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they have been like really more direct and blunt now because it's like, uh, wake up, kids. Because mm. they did talk the last time about how we have allowed ascension windows to open and close, and just we miss them. Wow. Do you remember the old eleven eleven Stargate? Yes. Okay, well, it closed and the humans missed it. Wow. Yep. Uh, you know, and then there's the twelve twelve, and all you know, all the other opportunities that probably have passed us by as well. Yes, there have been opportunities come and go, 
And so uh, this is like, okay, kids, uh, we're recommending that you don't miss this one. Mm. <laughs> Otherwise, you get distracted and you go into that golden age. Oh, boy. Which is like the new age is actually the new cage. <laughs> right. Yeah, that'll be a golden cage. Ah, I meet the new boss. He's just like the old boss. Yeah, yeah but it won't old... be funny. No. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the opportunities to transcend are coming up, and it's mm-hmm. exciting. And the thing is, with what's happening out here now, there are, there will be more disclosure, and it's not just about ETs and our true history, which has been hidden from us. Mm-hmm. But but what we're going to have is the unveiling of technologies that will just blow the minds of the average people out here. It's like beyond so much of what we see in science fiction films. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's right here right now. We've got it. It's just that finally these things are going to be unveiled. And, yeah, it's going to be great. Hey, you can have perfect health, prime of life condition for so long and long, longer and longer. and Oh, great, great, great. That is great. That is wonderful. But if we use it as an opportunity to transcend the whole thing, mm-hmm. then that all becomes irrelevant. Right, right. And we can come in and out of this reality. We can come and visit and go. Because if you're truly free... You can go anywhere in any universe, in any cosmic plane, in any dimension, in any world. Manifest any way you want. Doesn't matter. Right, right. That's what true spiritual freedom is, because you are the infinite creator, and you can choose any of the infinite possibilities to experience. Well, that sounds absolutely wonderful, and uh, it's probably a good note for us to end on. Okay, well, we'll just vote yes, and... I vote yes. Okay. <laughs> and how can people find you if they want to get one of your incredible Soul Purpose readings that I highly well, recommend? Well, thank you. That is soul, S-O-U-L, soulpurposereadings.com. Wonderful. Well, Tim, thanks for coming back to do another incredible show. Well, and uh, I'm anxious to find out what the Praetorians have to say tomorrow. Uh, maybe you will have some way of transmitting that information. Uh, yeah, now we have recorded the first two. We're going to record this one, and we're going to get some tech help so that we can make this stuff available. Oh, wonderful. That sounds great. Yeah. Well, I look forward to uh, hearing more, and uh, right. thanks again. And that's a wrap for tonight. Good night, Tim, and good night, everybody.